Blog Talk Radio. Order Cafe fans, Jeremy Moses here. Every year, as you know, I do the walk and roll for the Spina Bifida Coalition of Cincinnati. Spina Bifida is something I'm very passionate about, having been born with it myself. Well, it's that time of year again. The annual walk and roll is on September 30th, 2017 at Miami Whitewater Forest in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm asking for your donations. You can go to the Squared Circle Cafe Facebook page. There's a link there. Click that link. Any amount will help. Any amount. $5, $10, whatever you feel like giving. Anything helps, and all contributions are 100% tax deductible. I sure hope to have your support September 30th with Walk and Roll for a Spine Buffet Coalition of Cincinnati. This is the horror king of the kingdom, Vinnie Marcellia, Inc. Sanity, and you are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe. And yes, you are. And as you heard from Jeremy's promo, you can go to our Square Circle Cafe Facebook page and click the link on there and make your donations to help him out with his walk and roll. It's something we support him in every single year. I'll play that promo again later on in the show so all of you can get that information once again to help Jeremy out in his walk and roll. And we wish him the best of luck with that, as we always do every year. My name is Daria. Welcome to the Square Circle Cafe. Come on in, sit a spell, have a cool cup of ice joe on this somewhat warm, cool, warm, depending on where you are. But um, first things first, um, I want to issue a statement. I want to wish good luck and good fortune to all who are in the path of the oncoming hurricanes, whether it be Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Jose, or suffering from the aftermath of Harvey, and now I'm finding out there's another one coming up, Katya. But if you live in the Florida area, please be careful. If they tell you to evacuate, do not waste any time. Grab your family, grab your pets, grab everyone, and just go. Just go to a shelter. Or if you can't go to a shelter, load up, get everything you need, flashlights, batteries, bottled water. There are all kinds of tips you can take to prepare for yourself. First aid kits, um, Comcast is, um, is giving out unlimited Wi-Fi. I think T-Mobile might be as well. But if you can Stay safe. Be safe. I have friends who live in the Florida area who are in the path of this hurricane, so please, please be careful. Please. You can donate to the Red Cross to help out with donations to help out for those suffering from Hurricane Harvey and from Irma, and you can send 
or has you get, go to go to a blood bank, donate blood, you know, do what you have to do. Just please help out these people. These people are in the path of some of the most powerful storms we've seen in recent history. So if you can, please do whatever you can to help out. All right, right now we're waiting for our co-host. Uh, Beth, unfortunately, got called into work tonight, so she will not be joining us. And I'm just waiting for JC to join us right now. So catch up on a couple of, catch up on a couple of things here. We didn't have a show last week because unfortunately I was stricken with a stomach virus last week. I was in the hospital and a couple other and um JC had a dentist appointment, so she had to go to the doctors and basically life got in the way. Um <laughs> so yeah. So that's what happened. So we got so last week's show wasn't happening, but we're doing the best we can with what we got. We're on tonight. We've got a lot to talk about, especially since the ladies seem to be taking the turn this time around. As many of you may or may not know, the May Young Classic has started for the past couple of weeks. One through four was premiered on Labor Day. Five through eight was this past Monday. I've been watched on all eight episodes and quite frankly, I am very excited for the finals that are coming up. So I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait for everyone to see them. Or if you have seen them, you know, join us in the discussion. You can follow us on Twitter at SCC Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, Squared Circle Cafe on Facebook. And you can even go so far as to support us by buying a T-shirt. Go to Squared Circle Cafe t-shirt page on ProWrestlingTees.com. Hope you get a chance to do that and follow us. All right, so while we got that going on here, um, oh, a little funny story here. Uh, This past week I went to, um, I went to work and I was bagging groceries for uh, somebody when I looked up and I saw somebody that I wasn't too sure if it was him or not. But I looked, and sure enough, if you guys are a fan of New England wrestling, you know the name Sully. Sure enough, Sully came into the store, and it was just, it took me a moment to realize that was him, but me, of course, being the del- queen of the delayed reaction, saw him, looked up, and I was like, oh, my God, Sully. He was like, yeah, <laughs> which was awesome because just earlier this week, I went to a wrestling show, Live Pro Wrestling, which, if you get a chance to check this out, it's actually really great. It's they do wrestling just like beyond out of a club, but it's a little more intimate setting. And this one was pretty intimate. I mean, the ring was literally like there was no bad seat in the house. You could stand wherever and you could see the ring. And so we had a really awesome matchup against JT Dunn. And it was, like I said, it brought down the house. And everyone loved it. It was so cool. And Sully himself even said that he enjoyed it. And it was just amazing how three days later I wind up helping him out in the store. And it was like, whoa, hello. <laughs> So it was a pretty, so that was pretty so that was pretty cool. Um, not very often that a wrestler comes into the store, but 
when he does, yeah, leave it to me to be the one to point it out. Um, <laughs> thankfully, he was really nice about it, and hopefully in the near future, get to get him as a guest spot on the show here. Yeah, and that's another thing we need to do. We haven't had too many interviews as of late. I think the last interview was King Leon, who I also did see at the show. And he was, um, well, he was King Leon. There's nothing more I could say about that. But uh, <laughs> he won his matchup against Sean Leader. Uh, another awesome matchup to open up the show. So that was pretty cool. Of course, he has to have the ring announcer proclaim who he is. With the Guys, I am not kidding when I tell you this. He actually came over to the ring announcer with a scroll Ended it to him, and he actually had to roll the scroll out to read. And I could see it from far away, this laundry list of names that he goes by. If you heard him on the show, yes, that's exactly how he was supposed to announce it. So Beth was not lying when she said all that stuff because that's pretty much exactly what's going on. As I'm watching Impact Wrestling right here, and, well, unfortunately, Impact Wrestling seems to be suffering from a lot that's been going on. Uh, recently, Jeff Jarrett has been take, has been stated as taking a quote leave of absence from Global Force Wrestling, and now it seems that Anthem Entertainment, the company that owns GFW and Impact, is possibly thinking of breaking away from professional wrestling. So, if that winds up happening, that means once again TNA will be without funding. And without funding, there will be no show. So once again, Impact is sitting on a bubble right now. I mean, there have been many statements being said about this. Uh, Rebby Sky, of course, being happy over the fact that, you know, this is happening. But, you know, it kind of sucks to see because you've got all these stars working hard, but at the same time, there are many of them jumping ship. Recently, Loki, who was with the company for quite some time and had joined LAX, had all of a sudden departed from GFW TNA. So we have so he's gone, as well as um, others. And of course, there's GFW and TNA's continuing saga of trying to incorporate the Broken Hardy gimmick, and other words, as I incorporate more like try to own gimmick, which, of course, isn't happening, which I hope not, because the Hardys own that name. So I don't know how much longer GFW TNA has, because it just seems to be like they are just waiting for, I mean, and if, if they do wind up losing Anthem, and they lose their financial backing, then what happens next? Does Vince McMahon buy them out? Uh, do they try looking for another company? Do they try to fund their own stuff when they're already having a hard enough time keeping ratings and fans tuned in every week? As I see Petey Williams giving the Canadian Destroyer, followed by Sanjay Dutt's Flying Centon. I mean, it's sad. It's It's sad to see that this company is pretty much sinking faster than the Titanic. So who's to say what's going to happen? All right. 
Joining us now, live from the ATL, here's JC, everybody. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Sorry it took so long. I was on the phone with my mom. <laughs> you know. I, oh, how is mom? Man, she's okay. I mean, I had to check on her because, you know, uh, yeah. we got those hurricanes going on. Going on. I mean, it's oh, one in the goal. She's not near where it's going to no. be, is it? No. Good. But, but, I, but you know, I just want to make sure because, yeah, she's still in an area where it could happen, so I just want to make sure she was fine. All right, good. Now, how about you? I'm okay. Um, I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, I told everyone, I said in the beginning of the show, you know, if anyone can find a way to contribute, please do so. You know, help out those victims, help out people, get out of town if you have to, do whatever you have to do to prepare for these storms. So, and so I'm glad to hear that your mom's safe. So, knock on wood that you'll be all um, right. Yeah. Also, yeah, like if you're, if you're, oh, since we're on that subject, I don't know if your job or wherever you're working at is offering up a support um, gathering donations. Please feel free to donate because I know yes, where I exactly. work, they, they're doing it. Yep, I do know that Whole Foods and Amazon are donating money to Red Cross. Whatever you donate, they will match. So if you donate five dollars, they'll donate five dollars. So yeah, that all builds up. So please do whatever you can. All right. Let's dive head foot, shall we? Have you been caught up on the May Young Classic yet? Um, I'm part way through. I, I got the first set. Um, I'm part way through. I think the last match I watched was between uh, Kari Sane and um and Bianca Belair. Man, okay, so was that match the- crazy! All right, so you got up to the quarter, you got up to the semifinals. Okay. Um, right. I didn't watch because the reason why I have, I'm in like, not, I'm trying to like stretch it out because if I like try to watch it all in one go, I'm going to be like, okay, I don't watch everything, now I got to wait. So I, I try to like watch up to a point and then like go to the, like I catch up on the weekend because I can then binge watch the rest of it. Well, you're gonna have to catch up on it because the live episode. You're gonna have to catch up on it because the live finale is this Tuesday, live from Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. Smackdown's over. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This weekend, I'm catch up with the rest of it, and then that, then I'll be caught up. All right. So. Well, all right. So you said you got up to um, Bianca Belair versus Kyrie saying, I believe that was episode six. Um, all right. I know I got a few more. I got to watch up to eight, six, seven, eight, isn't it? Six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's eight episodes. So yeah. But yeah. So, so far, I got two more to watch. All right. So far, what do you think? Oh man, first it's like, you know, for one, um, I totally wasn't expect like from the, if I go to like you know the the first group. Um. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, let's go one through four. Okay. What do you think? All right. First of all, I was shocked that Jazzy got eliminated, but you know, props to Abby. Um, yeah, my girl Abby Lace. Yep. Yep. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I was completely floored with that because it was like when I saw when I first saw that pairing, I was like, oh shit, the alpha female. It was like I was worried because Abby is one of my top picks for the tournament. So I saw that, and it was just like, oh my god. But then when I saw her alligator clutch Jazzy into the mat, it was like, holy crap, she won! <laughs> Hmm. I was like, yes. So she moved on, and but yeah, that match was yeah, that match really, damn. <laughs> All right, going on. What else? What other matches um, really caught your attention? Uh, of course, the the uh, Kari versus Tessa, because I was like, okay, how are we gonna do this one? Uh. Both of them to win, but only one <laughs> can. I know. So it's not like, when you see matches like that that you're like, I want her to win, but I want her to win too. <laughs> I mean, it was just so, amazing to see it, yeah. And, this is, and, of course, this is my first time actually seeing Bianca wrestle. So I was quite impressed with her. This and thinking about and when you think about it, even though she uh, she went down in the quarterfinals, think about it though. She's only been wrestling for a year. She's coming out strong like she is, mm-hmm. and she got to wrestle some of the best people in the in the industry. One of the best people in the industry, I should say. A very highly fan favorite. Well, oh no, pretty much she she got her she got in the ring with um you know so I, I'm very I'm very proud of her. Not to say that she had you know, she wasn't wrestling well before, but it was nice to see her actually you know, somewhat in person. But I'm very impressed with her and you know I was even like, Oh please let her win let her win, let her go on and, you know, even though I was a little disappointed she didn't win. I still, I'm still proud of what she accomplished, and she has a lot to, you know, she has a very, she has a long way to go, not a long way to go, but she has, you know, she's going to get more opportunities, and I can't wait to see her when she comes to the main roster. Please don't do anything bad with her, please. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know we'll keep our fingers crossed with that, but um, for me, I was happy to see a lot of my, a lot of people that I had never seen before, but, like, some of the names I knew, but names that were new to me, like Princesa Suhez, I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I love luchadoras in general, but Princesa, oh, my God, that girl can fly. I was, like, so in animation. When she won her matchup and moved on, I was like, oh, my God, when, I mean, for me, it was like the Spanish side of me was loving the fact that a Spanish lady was moving on, and but yeah, she had some, she had a couple of really exciting matches, and of course Abby, she was one of my top picks, and seeing her matchup, and then seeing her the following episode um, versus um, who was it? Let me see here. She faced um, Rachel Evers who we all know is the daughter of Paul Ellering, who's managing the office of pain right now. 
Yeah, and I know a lot of the a lot of the people in a lot of the wrestlers were second and third generation wrestlers. You notice mm-hmm. that? Yeah. That's what made it even more awesome. I mean, we had um Rachel Evers, no, Tessa Blanchard. I mean, it's like it was one other and you chick. know who their parents were. It was were. one other chick. Oh. Yeah, it was one other chick. Um she wore blue and she was like had like the like Cowboy thing going. She was a she was a oh. beast, man. Renya, yeah, I believe it was Renya Gonzalez. Yeah, the one who was trained at um, man. Yes, her father. I mean, was a, her father was a wrestler too, but he was local. But yeah, he was a wrestler too. I mean, even though I mean, even though she didn't win, she was she was kind of good too. You what know, Candice LeRae. Yay! Woo-hoo. Yeah. Now, that was you know. my first time seeing Candice LeRae wrestle. She had been at Beyond, but I wasn't able to go to those shows. But and for a women's wrestling I'm sorry. revolution as well. So, why are you sorry? <laughs> no, no. Hardy like walked out the room. I was like, I'm sorry. Whatever it was. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, seeing Candice LeRae was like, man, she's a little. Spitfire, I need to start watching her matches more often, and I can't wait to see her in NXT and see what goes on. But yeah, watching her in the tournament was just amazing. And and here's something, but oh. here's something I have to say. I like the fact that Piper Evers went to the quarterfinals only to. But I like the fact that she was there. Not as like the token big girl, but the girl can wrestle. I mean, she's just and I mean and she's right. I mean she pretty much proves that, you know, doesn't matter who you are, if you want to be a wrestler, you can be a wrestler. So I'm so right. glad about that and I really hope the WWE signs her because I really think she'd make a great fit for the WWE. Because it made me happy to see her advance, that's for sure. But, yeah, it was just, I mean, so far all these characters, I mean, but, yeah, those have been some of your favorite standouts? Um, 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 I'm trying to think. Uh, shoot, off the top of my head, man, I had to go back. Um, because there was a lot going on. Uh, let's see. Tony Storm. Now, that was oh crazy. yes. Oh my God, her match with Piper was just incredible. Oh, oh I haven't seen that I one yet. Was... I didn't spoil it, did I? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I didn't know. You know, I'm a... That's all right. I haven't seen it yet. That's cool. Oh. But the thing is, though, is that the thing is, though, is that the finals are going to be this Tuesday, and I don't want to spoil it for you, but at the same time, I'm dying to talk about it. Um. Well, I mean, I ain't gonna see most of it. I mean, uh, sorry, my bad. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, shoot. All right. What Wait, about the? Okay, um, we can't. There is one thing we can bring up. The confrontation between the two sets of four horsewomen. Oh, oh, oh! Did you oh, see that video? Yeah. Oh, that. I checked. I heard about it. 
Oh, okay, but you've heard about it. I mean, well, it was floating around on social media when they were taping it. But, yeah, Ronda Rousey. Oh, God, I don't know the name of the other broads. Um, <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, man. Usually when we have this going on, Okay, um, you want to know something? When you when you Google four horsewomen, they both come up. Nice. Hmm. All right, here we go. Um, the four horsewomen of WWE and MMA have moment at Mae Young Classic. Okay, so Shayna Baszler, who's one of the four horsewomen of MMA, who's in the tournament, her friends were at ringside. Ronda Rousey. Marina Schaefer and Jesse M. Duke. And on the flip side, we had the other four horsewomen, or three of them Charlotte, Bailey, Becky. Sasha, of course, wasn't there because she was on Raw. Yeah. But, yeah. Will we be seeing a battle of the eight horsewomen? <laughs> Man, there's been talk about possibly bringing Ronda in. I'm like, oh, my only gripe with that is that, of course, they will bring her in, and then, I don't know. I just kind of feel like they bring her in, and then everything else. just bring her in because she's a name? That too, but she'll kind of like, because of her status, she'll overshadow everybody else. And it kind of like sucks. So you're afraid that they'll shift the focus away from all the other divas and put it all on her. Right. Yep, I get what you're saying. I mean... I mean, I kind of admit, though, that during the May Young Classic, the couple matches that Shayla Baszler did have, they did always kind of pan the camera over to Ronda, who was sitting at ringside with her friends. Right. Um, so, yeah, I can, kind of see, I can kind of see where you're coming from with that, and I can kind of agree with it. But, you know, I mean, Triple H has been interested in bringing her in. So, I mean... I guess now it's just a matter of time before it actually happens, but I don't know. I mean, hey, if they just do it right, I don't mind it, but this is the WWE, so. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed, but yeah, this Tuesday will be the live, will be the live, um, episode. The finals will be there. Of course, they'll probably have a couple matches with some of the ladies wrestling, but um, which I'm hoping to see because I would love to see Abby wrestle again and Piper and Tony and Bianca and Princessa all come back. But is this, I mean, do you think the Mae Young Classic is going well enough that they're going to do it again next year? Well, shoot. Is Is it well enough for them to um, outer glow. Okay, is it well? Um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the thing about that is like, what about the um cruiserweight? You think they're gonna do the same thing there? Do you think? Because, okay, then the yeah. I'm, well, I'm, you're right about that. Well, we had a tournament this year. We had the UK tournament, right. and then we have this tournament. My question is, are they going to start setting up for a weekly women's wrestling show? And if they do, are they going to go the way of 205 Live, or are they going to keep it like NXT and keep it down in Florida? If they do that, I would prefer them to keep it down in Florida because, you know. Yeah, with 205 uh, Live being what it is nowadays, yeah. That's why. That's exactly why. Because I'm like, man, you guys just, uh. Yeah, we'll talk about that. that we'll talk about 205 Live in just a moment. But, yeah, I cannot wait. The finals are this Tuesday. I get out of work at 8 o'clock. I'll make it home in time to see the live broadcast. I can, I'm can. i so excited. I hope my neighbors are going to be having earplugs in because I know I'm going to be on the edge of my seat screaming because <laughs> because because of this matchup. I mean, I'm so excited for this matchup. I cannot wait to see it. And I cannot wait for you to see the rest of the episodes so you can know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> hmm. All right, so on to the main roster women. This past Monday Night on Raw, we had a matchup with um, – Emma and Nia Jax versus the team of the two women who are going to be facing each other, No Mercy, Sasha Banks, and the current Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. However, the stipulation was that if Nia and Emma win, they get put into the matchup. And, JC, you know the outcome. All right. So, yeah. I mean, Nia and, and Emma won, but um, <laughs> Nia made sure that uh, yeah, Nia made sure that Emma. Hey, look, we were team tonight, but don't forget that she took and she dropped Emma with a Samoan drop. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 okay, so. Emma's a, okay, didn't Emma, like, what is up with this? I, uh, okay, one thing about Emma, she's coming up, going around saying, I mean, I like the fact that they finally using Emma, for one, instead of just her mm-hmm. sitting in the back. I started the revolution, the women's revolution, really? Come on, man, you mean to tell, and I'm, my thing about it is, okay, sure, let's go with that. But how come we ain't got no more? How come none of the um like other women have said anything? Like um like Lita maybe? Cause I was waiting for a clap back from some of the like Hall of Famers or, or like Trish, like or 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 heck um I mean we got something from um Mickey. Which I wish they would let Mickey just go further into that. 
But I'm just waiting for like like none of you mean the Bellas couldn't say anything? Natalia couldn't say anything. <laughs> Why not Naya I don't say know. something? Yeah, Naya said something, yeah. But I'm just saying, you mean like nobody else said anything? I'm just like, you gonna make a bold statement like that and not and don't expect somebody to clap back at you, especially from back in the day? What's going on there? I don't know, it does seem kind of strange, but um, I do know that when Emma said something, Nia clapped back with, did you thank Vince for the six-month vignette push you had but never capitalized on? How much more do you deserve? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there like, eh. But this is okay. a good thing, though, mm-hmm. I mean, because... The match is now going to be a fatal four-way with Nia finally in title contention. Now, I know we're not going to have our No Mercy prediction until next week, but do you think this is finally time for Nia to win that Raw championship? Uh, yeah. Considering this was... Especially with the way that they took the belt off of Sasha within five days. <laughs> Not even. Yeah, I got that. I just, I just don't understand. Like, yeah. What? Even Sasha said so. Did you see, Did you hear the podcast with um, Sasha claiming that that didn't help her? That didn't help her confidence any? I heard about it. I didn't like. I said most. I haven't really got to look at a, little, a lot of stuff this week, and I was gonna spend my weekend catching up. Um, but what? I heard about. Yep. I heard about the spit. Well, um, I did hear about the. Um, I think it is, that's in the whole same that same podcast. Um, since we brought up since we brought up Sasha, oh, let's go ahead and talk going. about it. Sasha's and the fans. And everybody's saying that um, she should be, okay. Okay, well, we should right, say, cool. we should talk about, we should just mention, Sasha Banks was on a podcast recently, and the subject of fans was brought up. Now, she had spoken with the, she had said, she doesn't appreciate fans camping out at, like, the hotel, the airports, with tons of stuff for her to sign. And all she's trying to do is just get to her car or get to her hotel room, you know. And apparently her saying that has some people claiming that she's being a total diva and classless, even going so far as to have someone like Bully Ray say that because she shouldn't be talking like that about the fans because if it wasn't the fans, she wouldn't be there. But, oh, and don't forget, Jerry well, Lawler kind of said something too, but so did Chris Masters. Well, Chris Masters can't, never mind. I'm going to keep my opinion to myself on that one. But, mm-hmm. um, But my thing is, everybody was so ready to crucify her and not actually listen to her. I mean, even Jerry Lawler, even though he said, I agree with her 
I mean, I can see it from both sides, kind of came at her like, you know, you need to be appreciative of the fans. And it's not and it's not that she may not be appreciative of the fans, saying that, you know, you know, she likes, she, she's not a, saying that she's not. It's just that when you're like, no one is not really paying attention here. When you're like, she's, okay, let's just put it this way. And I said this on my Tumblr account. Let's forget the fact that she's a wrestler. She's a woman. She's 5'5", five, five, between 110 and 115 pounds. And, it, and, uh, and you're getting off of playing airport, you're tired, and some creepy-ass dude comes up to you asking you to sign this, this, and this. One, you don't know who this person could be. And, you know, then you're wondering, and then what if you say no? How is this person going to react? So it's not, and then let's add on to the fact that some of these people call the call hotels, call the airport, and these and the people at the airport or the hotel gives out their information. Oh my God! Yes, even Beth Hardy, Jeff Hardy wife, said that happened to them one day. They said that somebody at the airline actually tipped off a fan as to where Jeff Hardy was flying in. That is called an invasion of privacy. Okay. So, yeah, that was pretty bad. And I got to admit, okay, I will admit to the fact that I have gone to the hotels to meet them. However, I also know that if they look like they're in a hurry, that's not the time to go up to there and say something. How, and also, too, I also know it's not smart to go to the airport to get them because just the airport, they're trying to get to their flight or they're trying to come in without being interrupted. Especially if it's 2 a.m., they've been on a red eye, they were laid over for four and a half hours or whatever. The last thing they want to do is sign your action figure. So I don't blame Sasha for saying that. And I personally applaud her for finally saying something. Well, I mean, it's a big body. Think about it. Seth Rollins said the exact same thing. Almost exact same thing. How much flack did he get? I mean, he got flack, but compared to the flack that she got for saying it. Yeah, that's, that's a little sketchy right there, yeah. I mean, that is pretty sad. It's kind of sad how, in this day and age, how one person says something, it's okay, but if another person says the exact same thing, it's wrong. So. And you know what else even strange on this kind of weird subject? When I went to SmackDown a couple weeks back, there's this one person that I normally see, and you know who I'm talking about. Who I always see at every event with a ton of stuff and his posse parked off on different parts of the wall so they can get autographs. Well, 
surprise, surprise, he wasn't there. I have a feeling that they finally caught up to him and got rid of him. Besides, he couldn't really do anything anyway because the tour bus was there and kind of blocking everything. But it was still one of those things where someone like that is what Sasha's talking about. And and anyone else for that matter. Oh, let me tell you, it was this one guy, I promise you, and this guy was like, at every event that I had been to when I was, uh, that I've been to at Phillips Arena for like, ooh, I can remember every, like, I can remember for a while. And it's like, I hadn't gone to, a, I hadn't like gone to get autographs in a while because I've gotten to a point where it's like, man, my, I'm old. I can't stand up. <laughs> be honest. But anyway, it's like this one dude every single time had a full box of stuff. And when every time someone would show up, he would be right there, sign this, 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 and this. And I'm like, bruh, what are you doing? Because every time I saw him, I thought about our, um, our quote-unquote friend. I was like, I got my oh, own version right here. Yes. And yep. I think I'm gonna be surprised to be part I, of his posse. <laughs> I think the last time I went, he wasn't there, but that was but that was like the first time I hadn't seen him, and I think that was the last time I went to get autographs was like last year. Oh, was it last year? No, it was it was when the day it was when the um horsewoman um uh, the four horsewomen um from NXT debut well three of them anyway. Um, yes, that was the last time I went. Yeah, because they debuted in Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't go to that show, but I went there to see who was coming in. Long story, but, um, yeah, it was like, look, there's a time and a place for everything. Don't give me the excuse, well, I can't go to a meet and greet because it's too much money. Oh no! You can actually go to meet. There are some meet and greets that are free. I know. Don't even go with that excuse. The Usos—they were free. Shoot. Okay. Um, I went to uh, Backlash. Um, I, I know it was 2007 Backlash. Meet. I met J- Matt and Jeff Hardy. That one was free. Yeah. I so you can't like, meet people for free at meet and greets. No problem. But talking, yes, there is a fine line between meeting them and then stalking them. And because in this day and age, you say no to somebody, you don't know how they're going to react. I know. And with social media being the way it is, yeah, it's not, it, it is difficult for someone to have their privacy. You know, so, yeah, if you're getting to the point where you're going to the hotel, the airport at 4 a.m. with a bunch of stuff waiting for wrestlers to kick in, you know, forget it. You're, you've crossed that line right there. So, so yeah, this is not, I mean, it's, it's not worth it anymore. I mean, I've learned that a long time ago, and it's, yeah, you need to step back and give them their privacy. And for God's sake, stop saying 
you're entitled to it. No, you are not. Okay? You're not going to follow somebody into the bathroom just to get an autograph from them and then get pissed at them when they tell you, leave me alone. They're in there to go to the bathroom, not to sign your autograph. Or, you know, they're trying to eat breakfast and you're shoving a piece of paper in their face. No. And don't get pissed because that is one thing I've never understood. Why are you going to get angry if a wrestler says no? I mean, it's it, it just mind boggles me. Mm. All right. Well, like I said, just no. We need to stop with this thinking, and it needs to end. Um, point blank, blank finish. Um, <laughs> what else is happening this week? Oh, hey. Well, okay, so we have we went from a bit of a, oh, go, go, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. No, no, you go for it. No, you go first. <laughs> well, the thing is, the title of the show here was inspired because of what happened this past Tuesday night on SmackDown. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. We were supposed to open up with Carmella versus Natalia. And instead, Kevin Owens came out to proclaim himself as a special guest referee. To which Shane came out and said that this wasn't going to happen. Kevin proceeded to cross the line and say that the helic the helic Shane McMahon shouldn't have survived the helicopter crash. Man. And that the entire yeah, the entire world would have been better off without him. His wife, his father, and his kids. And once the kids came in, oh man. Shoot, that whole that whole uh, episode was just—I don't know what who who was writing that episode last uh, this Tuesday because they did they pulled no punches at all. No, they did not. And Shane McMahon went off. Shane I McMahon mean, dove in and come out. out. Yep. Yeah, Daniel Bryan well, giving his disappointed Kevin, dad look. Yeah, and then Kevin Owens goes into the back, claiming that because of what Shane did, he was going to get a lawyer up and sue the company, and SmackDown would be his. Daniel Bryan talked him out of that. Instead, Kevin decided he was going to press criminal charges against Shane for assaulting him, which got me to thinking. Not for nothing, but don't these wrestlers sign a waiver when they join the WWE about that? <laughs> Come on, man. We know that, but at the same time, look, this is, this is, they need some drama, man, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding, because that was the one thing, because speaking of JF, that was the one thing he always had to have. You, that was the one thing he always said, you signed a waiver. <laughs> 
But yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, which led to a phone call that Daniel Bryan got from one Mr. McMahon and with a lot of serious hesitation, Daniel Bryan had to deliver the words of Vince McMahon. And what were those words, Tracy? I'm sorry, Shane, but you are indefinitely suspended. Now, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, suspension I can handle. Because I swear, if Shane was going to be fired, I was going to be super pissed. Because I do not want Shane to leave SmackDown. SmackDown is the best show. But, yeah, an indefinite suspension is going to happen because of what happened with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, of course, he's getting off scot-free. Unfortunately, has someone else to answer to. Who is coming to SmackDown this Tuesday, Stacey? Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Him and his bad walking self. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which brings up the question. Is Kevin Owens going to give Vince McMahon an earful? Or is he going to bow down to the boss? Yeah. And 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 also, who's going to be okay? Um, who's going to be the commissioner? Because it says why don't think we need a commissioner? But, but we we don't have a, yeah, but we may not have a commissioner, but we still have a general manager. We still have Daniel right. Ryan. Right. And Kurt Angle's been running but, the show by himself on Raw, so why can't Daniel Bryan run the show on SmackDown? Yeah, but uh, you know Vince is going to try to throw something in there. Oh, God, I hope not. I mean, Shane did what he had to do because he was defending himself. I mean... As a parent, I understand completely when someone tries to badmouth your kids. You know, that's the first thing you want to do. You want to punch the person in the face. And, you know, Kevin did cross that line there like that. So Kevin yeah, is yeah, not without... Yeah, Kevin is not without fault either. But, quite frankly, who else could be the commissioner of SmackDown? There really isn't anybody else that can be. I mean, do we really want Stephanie on SmackDown? You know what's going to oh, happen. Oh, no, 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 no. Because she'll run just like she ran, she ran Raw. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, are there any rumors to anybody else coming back to WWE? No. As I watch. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro on TNA Impact right now. Being oh, beat man. up by we Low Key talk. and LAX. Okay. To live and die in LAX. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Daniel Bryan will be in charge for right now. Because I, right now, you know... Having anybody else take over SmackDown, that show's going to suffer. Ever since Shane McMahon took over SmackDown, it's been the better show to watch. Because, really, 
can anyone really sit through three hours of Raw anymore? Oh God, no! I I I tune out like after my favorites have showed up, I tune out for the rest of the show. I might pop up yeah. every once in a while, but other than that, like man, imagine having to sit like uh, yeah, I can't imagine having sixty three hours of that. Yeah, and that's what's sad. I mean, but then look on the flip side: can you sit through two hours of SmackDown? Yeah, I can. Exactly. I get to go home on time. <laughs> <laughs> like I get to so, watch. Yeah, the I mean, barring barring uh two o five, but other than that, I get to go home on time. And I don't yeah, have to catch so, a taxi. I can catch the bus. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, it, it makes for a better product. So if you lose Shane McMahon, you're gonna lose that edge. So no, I don't think anything's going to happen to Shane. I don't think Vince is going to strip him. I mean, I think for right now, he's just going to be suspended until... Because you know what this is all going to lead up to. This is all going to lead up to the eventual matchup between Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon that we thought was going to happen at SummerSlam, but now it looks like it might happen at Hell in a Cell. Mm. So, that's good so... That's definitely leading up to that. And speaking of Hell in a Cell, we've got, um, we already have our main event confirmed. From this past um, Tuesday night, we had Randy Orton versus Shinsuke Nakamura with the winner, um, with the winner facing Jinder Mahal for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And Shinsuke Nakamura wound up winning the matchup. So now we've got Jinder Mahal once again. She's shocking out of everybody else. Really? You thought Randy was going to win? I don't know. I just don't have, I really don't have faith in the WWE following through especially when it comes to new people on the roster. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, I mean, they've done a really good job with Jinder Mahal's title run. Right. You know. So, I mean, if he drops it to Shinsuke, I mean, it'll still be, you know, it'll still be international. That's for one thing. It's definitely putting the world in world title match. (laughs) Um, Mm. I mean, I don't know. I think they're actually doing. I think they're doing a good job with it. And I think you know. You know what? I think it's going to work out. So, I mean, let's keep our fingers crossed with that. But we've got to go from one world title to another, and that is in NXT, the NXT Women's Championship. And last night was the night that everyone was dreading, but we all knew it was going to happen. Unfortunately, Asuka at her title matchup in Brooklyn, she injured her. She got an injury. She broke her collarbone, which is a good two, three months out. So this past Wednesday, 
Asuka unfortunately had to relinquish the NXT Women's Championship with a reign of 523 days. Okay. I... I just can't get over the fact that this is how it ended. Mm. I mean, okay, let's talk about Oscar herself for a second. Since she made her debut, she has been one of the most dominant forces in NXT. She had an impressive win streak. And then she had that match with Bailey and became the NXT Women's Champion in 2015, I believe. Mm. Oh, maybe sooner than that. Who? Talk about Asuka? Yeah. I think she made her debut in, you know, um, look. No, I'm talking about when she won the title. Oh. She had it for a year? I thought it was in 523 days. Oh, 300. Yeah, 15, I guess. (laughs) Hold up, no. Hold up. 16. Okay. But 523 days. Uh, She became the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. But I think... The only thing... The only 365 days in in a year. I'm sorry. I had to laugh at myself. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. No, it's fine. I was the same way, too. That's why I was like, wait a minute. That's why I knew it was kind of off. I was like, no, not 20. So, but yeah, almost oh, 18 you're months. right. You're right. It was, two, it was like, it was, okay, NXT Women's Champion, TakeOver Brooklyn, Um, August 27th, she, oh, hold up. Uh, it was in 2016. Had to be in 2016. Yeah, 2016. Well, every title defense that she's had, every title defense that she's yeah. had, she's been successful. Whether it be Bailey, right. Nia Jax, or Amber Moon, Kate Royce, Billy Kay, Nikki Cross, Emma, Emma. Dana Brooke, it didn't matter who it was, she stepped up and she brought them down. And her last match that she had with Amber Moon, yeah, that was a pretty kick-ass match. But it's kind of weird. I mean, the fact that she went as long as she did and it took an injury for her to be stripped of the title, that's pretty sad. But now... She can honestly say she had never, ever been defeated for the NXT Women's Championship. 
means she can honestly say that. And then finding out on NXT that even though she's leaving, they've gone into negotiations with the general managers of Raw and SmackDown. So Asuka, when she comes back, is going to be brought up to the main roster. Man, please go to SmackDown. Please go to SmackDown. Please go to SmackDown. Uh, yes, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't trust her being used properly on Raw at all. No, that's what scares me. That's what scares me too because I do not want her getting lost in the shuffle and I think SmackDown would be the better fit for her. I mean, plus, I think SmackDown, I mean, Sasha's a great wrestler, Nia's a great wrestler, but I think she would have better matches with Charlotte, Becky, Natalia, Naomi. Naomi. And, so, and, and you know what? The thing about it is on, it's like, uh, no, you know what? We, we've argued this point before. It's just the fact that, you know, it took you know how long it took to do even start including Naya into storyline because it's always yes. around three or four people and then you know Naya came in and now she's getting involved and now they're just a, now and they're slowly bringing it. It's like man, look, nah, I ain't finna sit through that. No, like I said, great wrestlers. It's just a poor planning. On Raw. Very poor planning. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the one thing they're really suffering from is just the lack of writing and great characters for each of these individuals. So, yeah, Asuka probably would definitely be a better fit for SmackDown. As I'm watching TNA here talk about their time when they were in Mexico for AAA. Oh my God! AAA! TNA! We gotta bring it up because it's been a hotbed story since it broke out and since it happened. The incident between Sexy Star and Rosemary. And those of you a little late in the game. Okay, for those of you a little late in the game, Rose, Rosemary and Sexy Star had a matchup at Triple Mania for Triple A in Mexico. At which point, during the matchup, Sexy Star appeared to put an armbar on Rosemary, which appeared to have injured her. Rosemary went on no. to later claim. No, before you did, um, hold up, let's clear that part up. Remember, she had it on initially, right? And she broke it up. Then she went back in, put it on her, and wouldn't let it go. So, which caused Rosemary to get injured. Right. Rosemary went on to state that Sexy Star was doing it on purpose. That she legitimately tried to hurt her and was reckless in the ring. Immediately, as soon as Rosemary said that, Twitter, Facebook, everything was blowing up with everyone wanting Sexy Star to be banned from wrestling. 
Russell Circus pulled her from their lineup, replacing her with Rosemary. Triple A has gone so far as to strip her of her championship. Finally, Sexy Star released a statement stating that it was an accident. Okay. These things happen, and I love this business, but then rumors like this start. Which, that was the first statement she put out. Then she put out another one that pretty much said that Rosemary wasn't really hurt. Um, everyone's out to get me. Um, what was it? Something about um, a scrap. Man, it's in Spanish, but pretty much he was insinuating that um, that Rosemary wasn't really hurt. That um, everybody else knew that it was a that it wasn't real, and everybody's trying to come after her. I was nowhere in that whole entire statement did she say that she was sorry for what she did. Not one single solitary apology. Then she got stripped of the title. Then she gets stripped of a title. Triple uh, triple A. Yeah, the um, you. Yeah, you want me to? Okay, the um, triple A reinas de reinas. Thank you. Which is translated to Queen of the Queens. Okay, there you go. Um, Thank you. My poor accent would have just butchered it all the heck. Um. So, so I'm like, now the question remains: Who's telling the truth, Rosemary, or because then Rosemary put out that a couple other things happened at AAA that she was happy about that we should focus on that. Right. So that makes you wonder. I mean. Who's telling the truth? Is Rosemary telling the truth and stating that Sexy Star really tried to injure her? Or is Sexy Star telling the truth and stating that Rosemary is just blowing this up for attention? But didn't some other people come back at her and tell her? No, this is what I heard. It was something that happened with another wrestler that got, um, something had happened with another female wrestler, between, you know, with Sexy Star. And then Sexy Star took that Sexy Star took that frustration out on Rosemary for no apparent reason. And wasn't there some other people that were in that match, or was it just Rosemary and uh, Sexy Star? Because apparently after that match, other wrestlers came up to Sexy Star and started laying into her, or not laying into her, but more like confronting her about it. Well, all I know is that from what I've been reading, of she's pretty much Chris Jericho says that she's banned from her pod, from his podcast. He never wants to interview her. Cody Rhodes stated that he does not want her anywhere or near any locker room he works at. And TNA right now is actually going to show the footage of what happened. So if this, so that makes me wonder. If this wasn't supposed to happen and Sexy Star did legitimately hurt her, why is TNA going to show the footage? Because TNA needs to 
the needs the um the needs the hit. It's like a live dirt sheet. They see how pop they see how much controversy you know, Eric Bischoff said it right. Controversy makes cash. So he they I mean and on top of let's you know, on top of what's going on right now with the owl and global force. They yeah, Anthem all, trying to get out of it. <laughs> Anthem, now you know why. Now, now you see the sinking ship. Uh, you trying to abandon it? Okay. Well, anyway, we'll we'll segue into that later. But um, yeah. They need they need the revenue. Oh, well, I guess it just seems like yeah. I don't know. This is just making me feel like this whole thing is a work of some kind. Because if this was really as bad as they say it was, and Sexy Star was really as reckless as he was, you really wouldn't want to cash in on something like that. Especially since she does work for another company. She works for Lucha Underground. Oh, that's and nothing. Has Lucha, Lucha Underground said anything? That's just it. No, Lucha Underground has not said anything about it. Other than Johnny, uh, uh, What's his name now? Uh, on Impact, Johnny <laughs> Impact. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the one thing hasn't changed is his first name. <laughs> right. Other than him saying something, not really. Yeah, and even he was like sexy stars, um, reckless in the ring. So, so, I don't know. It just seems like, I, I mean, TNA, I understand. They want to get as much cash as they can because they are about to lose their sponsorship. But it just seems so weird that they would cash in using this injury for ratings. So, that's what makes me wonder if this whole thing was just one big work. But I guess, I mean, and, and like I said, it wouldn't be the first time that something like this has happened. I mean, did you know that the thing between Jerry Lawler and Amy Coughlin was actually planned in advance? It was? That I didn't know. Yeah. And the Man on the Moon movie stated that Amy Coughlin came up with the idea of Jerry Lawler slapping him on David Letterman. Mm. It was so realistic that everyone thought that Jerry Lawler really did do that to him. So... Yeah, that was set up. So how do we know this isn't being set up either? I mean, in wrestling now, I mean, I understand now with everything in social media and everything in wrestling nowadays, everyone's trying to keep that curtain closed as much as they can. So I would not be surprised if this whole thing we later find out was already pre-planned and this is just TNA's way of trying to cash in on it because they're desperately in need of ratings. And as you say... They need the cash. I mean, according to WrestlingNewsSource.com, Anthem's media ownership, Global Force Wrestling, has been, quote, hemorrhaging funds, and, quote, sources closer to the situation confirming that Anthem is ready to withdraw from the wrestling industry and put GFW for sale. Hoo-hoo-hoo. So, no money, no show. What happens then? 
Mm. I mean, they've been having all kinds of issues, like with Billy Corgan trying to buy it, the whole broken hearty thing, you know. They have all these legal battles. Who knows how much money they're spending on that. The fact that they suspended Alberto Del Rio because of the whole situation he's been going on with him and Paige, and now Jeff Jarrett taking a, quote, indefinite leave. I mean, let's call it a spade a spade. TNA is pretty much dangling by a string, and if Anthem leaves, there's the scissors right there. Clip. Then what happens? I mean, Bully Ray went on to state that, um, he put out a statement about it. He's saying, Bubba Ray said, to all the great talent in TNA, this problem is not and has never been you. Keep working hard. Hold your heads high, respectively, Bully. So what happens... So if Anthem does pull out and sells GFW or if Anthem just pulls out and there's no one to buy GFW TNA, what happens? Man. Are they gonna are they gonna pay Matt Hardy? Sorry, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Am I wrong? I mean Am I wrong? Well, Bevy has been joking this. If you follow her on Twitter, she's been laughing about this whole thing. Um, I know they're joking about it, but the Young Bucks and um, Matt Hardy were talking about it. Why don't we split it 50-50? And I just take my $100,000 out of the shop. I think it's I mean, the way that they're going. That that's exactly what's going to wind up happening. Um, it's sad, really, because TNA... I mean, if it was under the right circumstances, had a chance to be up there along the ranks of WWE, but it's not anymore. It's kind of really rolling downhill faster. I mean, faster than NASCAR at Daytona 500. I mean, it's just zoom. It's only going to be a matter of time before they're not even going to be able to afford to set up a ring, let alone have a show taping. Mm. I mean, remember, they did try to uh, whore out their talent by having any talent taking independent bookings try to take a share of their bookings. And that wasn't going to fly well with their talents because they were looking at other bookings to get extra cash, and here's TNA saying, oh, we'll take 35% of that. It's like, no, that's not happening. That's their money from their independent booking. It's like how we used to say in the Army. Um, they give you $100 and take back 99 Like, what? Why would TNA do that? They don't own the character unless it's their actual character. It's the wrestler's character. They're the ones going out promoting themselves, trying to get extra cash because they know TNA ain't going to pay them crap. And then for TNA to turn around and say, well, you got $5,000 for that booking. We'll take 3500 of that. Uh, what? Why? 
I'm sorry. I'm going on another ten here because I'm, I'm. I'm. Shut up, John Cena. For real. Shut up. <laughs> Are you watching the Bellas? No. Are you watching Total I'm looking Bo- at the Twitter. I'm not watching it. I haven't. Is it on? Oh no! I thought you were watching it, it on, on demand. No. See, I'm seeing something. Okay, I was like, I was just seeing a back and forth Twitter thing going on between Cena and and, and um, Roman. And Cena oh, yes. brought up, brought up, and Cena just had to bring up the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, I'm trying not to say oh. it, but shut up. Oh, you mean the fact <laughs> that the Atlanta Falcons bombed out during the fourth quarter and the Patriots went on to beat them in the Super Bowl? See, you know what? You left me with my friend, all right? You left me with my friend. I know. <laughs> like, well, I get what you're saying. Okay, I'm looking at the Twitter right now, and yeah, oh yeah. Um. <laughs> Folks, I'm sorry. She's from Atlanta. She's in Atlanta. I'm from New England. You saw the Super Bowl. You do the math. <laughs> Like, so maybe I should learn to spill. I don't know what What you do? <laughs> oh man, shut up, Cena. That's all I gotta say. Could have kept that Super Bowl thing to yourself. <laughs> well, since we're on the subject of Cena and Roman, and we didn't have a show last week. We've got to talk about it because I got to hear your opinion about it. The promo that the two of them had. Okay, it sounds good, but at the same time, a part of me is just cringing all the hell because it's just uh, a lot of things about this is just making me cringe, and I'll tell you why. One is legit copy and paste of every single thing that has been said to either Roman or Cena. Two, um, by their haters. I should put that put it that way. Two, it just seems, it kind of makes, um, I wish they would let Roman talk. I'm tired of them, like, giving him, like, this stilted script. The dude can talk. He can cut promos or he can do stuff when he's not, when he's not on a leash. Let the man go. That's another thing. Two, no, I mean three, Cena sounds like a hypocrite, to be honest. Because if I'm not mistaken, he tried to jump on the stuff. He jumped on, remember the Rock versus Cena, the once-in-a-lifetime that happened twice? Yes. <laughs> a lot of the stuff he said, a, a lot of the stuff he said, to rock, saying that like he's not he's not going to be a part timer. It's like uh, I don't know. It kind of comes off like um you didn't like what the rock was saying to you, but you're turning around and saying it to Roman, right? Um, so I don't and it's like you calling Roman the golden boy, and I'm like. Bro, you've been the golden boy for how long? 10, 15 years? 
and you trying to jump in his ass about being the golden boy, man, you better sit down. Um, I get this. I get this. John Cena's been the top man for this long, and he ain't going to go out with a fight. Roman is right there to take his spot. I get that. That's the core of this thing. I know that. I am really cool with that. Well, cool, but I know that. But it's just, and I know in his life for good back and forth action, and I know they respect each other behind the scenes, but it's just so cringy to me because it's like, oh, my God, you guys just really went to the to Twitter and Tumblr and just wrote a script right from it. I'm like, come on, y'all. Maybe they're afraid of the fact that they really do let Roman cut loose. They might have to have the censor board nearby. He's already called him a fake-ass bitch. I mean, how much can you go? (laughs) Oh, believe me, you can go a lot further if you try. Um, It's just, I don't know. I just expected more of what this. Whole thing this I want this match to happen, John but Cena looking for Roman's balls. Oh, my God. He comes out, he's saying, my God, you come out here and your pants is unzipped. And then Roman says, it's not unzipped, it's busted. You know, big dog. And I was like, and if it, I did a double take because I'm like, hey, he just did a dick joke. <laughs> and I was like, what? And, oh, of course, geez. everybody just ran with that. I mean, everybody ran with it. And and, and, and and then, ironically, he comes out with a new T-shirt that says, Unleash the Big Dog. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> How appropriate. I know, right? So, it's <laughs> like, okay, I, I, I'm, like, waiting on. My thing is, it's like, who is this helping? Because... My goal is I want to see this feud happen. A lot of people wanted to see this feud happen. One, I think it should have been way. It should have. They should have drug it out to next WrestleMania. That could have been a big main ticket, big ticket uh, match. I mean, you don't necessarily have to bring it up because Samoa Joe got hurt, which unfortunately happened, and then they had to throw this in. This is again another knee jerk reaction, which I don't like when they do stuff like that. I think they could have held off a little longer. They could have like like held this feud out a little longer. That's just me. And my other thing is, I'm not sure who is going to help. I mean, right now it's helping more John Cena because people who've been talking nothing but crap about him is now all of a sudden Cena fan. That does kind of happen quite often whenever Roman gets into a feud with somebody. I want to throw this. Now that, remain, now that they brought that up, I want to bring that up. I want to throw this picture out again. Hold up. I'm this time I'm putting it on Tumblr. I mean, put it on Twitter there. So, well, um, there is a lot of truth to it because... Because anyone who gets into a field with Roman Reigns automatically becomes the babyface. It doesn't matter who it is. Hell, you saw right. Braun Strowman. The guy right. tries to murder Roman in an ambulance. Everyone's like, oh, my God, thank you. But then when Roman tries to kill him in a, in a trailer, Roman's a bad guy. What the fuck did you do that for? You know, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> See, 
see mm-hmm. in that situation because of where where Roman is and where Braun was, well, where Roman is and where Braun was, I understood why they used Roman. Because who else would who else would make Braun? Okay, I hate this. I hate this um, quote more than ever. Ever make Braun look strong than Roman? You put the most hated person by the hated person by the WWE universe by wrestling fandom in general against Braun and making that dude look strong. So now when now we got Braun going after Brock and Brock and Braun looks like a legitimate. I understood. I had no problem with that. Even though a lot of people complain about that, complain about the feud going on and on and on. I understood why it went as long as it did. There was no one else that could make him do. That could get Braun over like Roman could. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, 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 you I'm go ahead. You finish. You finish. Okay, it's just that in this case, right now, the way it's going, because, I mean, if they're going to change, if they're going to make me believe that. They got to make me believe that Roman has a sort of. I mean, not that I don't think he does. But, you know, as a casual fan looking at this, you got to make me believe that Roman is going in this and has a good, strong chance. Because from what it looks like and the way they're playing it, it looks like John Cena is decimating this dude. Like, seriously, decimating this dude with the battle of words. So I'm just wondering where they're going with this feud. I mean, it's half-assed on together in any way. I mean, how am I feeling? Like, what's up? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, what do you think will be said this week? This is basically, I mean, where do you go? I mean, like I said, I may have said it earlier. Where do you go after saying... Punk ass bitch, fake ass bitch. Sorry, fake ass bitch. And with John Cena pretty much staring at Roman Reigns' balls, um, awkward. But I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know because I was. I knew you had. I knew you were very. You wanted to be very vocal about this feud because it was, it's one feud that, you know. It especially looks like this is going to be personal. And the fact that they're actually obligating it to Twitter as well is kind of, you know, I don't know, making this feud a little more deep. Make it so personal. Just have to, yeah, personal. Right. Speaking of Twitter, we found out on Twitter that WWE will be having both Raw and will be having Raw live on both Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Well, SmackDown and New Year's, respectively. Um, because it just so happens that Christmas this year falls on a Monday. Now, of course, people are no way, shape, or form happy about that happening. Especially Rebby and, and, and Beth. 
been both married to the Hardys, Matt and Jeff, respectively. We later found out that it wasn't the WWE's idea. It was the USA Network's idea. But it still kind of sucks because it is Christmas Day. I mean, if and depending on if you celebrate it or not, I mean, Christmas Day is really a day about, you know, warmth and family and friends and, you know, spending time with them. And yet, unfortunately, these superstars are not going to get a chance to do that this year because, as we know, every year the WWE tapes their Christmas shows, tapes their New Year's shows, so that way they can have at least a week off to go home and spend time with family. But now they're not going to get a chance to do that this year. But think about it, too. We're not just talking about the WWE superstars. We're also talking about... Somebody brought this up on Twitter and retweeted it. I think it was you who retweeted it. But we're talking about the... The crew members, the cameramen, the photographers, the producers, the directors, the seamstress, the makeup artists, they all have to work on the one holiday you really shouldn't work on. I mean, unless, of course, you have a job which requires you that you have to work no matter what. But I know my store closes on Christmas Day so we can spend time with family. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, shoot. Well, of course, we don't even, we're not even open, or our business isn't even open on Christmas. Heck, I'm not even going to be in town for Christmas. I'm going to be going home to see my mom. Um, but unfortunately, they're not going to. So unless you're somebody who actually has a family member in the WWE, you pretty much are going to be spending WWE on the uh, Christmas on the road. I mean, are they going to bring their families up? Some of them, at least. I mean, I don't know. So I've heard back and forth thing they're going to bring up the families and all, but it's, I've heard some. I've heard different rumors, but I'm not sure, man. You know, and of course, Vince, and then you know. A lot of people want to jump to Vince's butt, but remember, he's going to probably be working Christmas, too. Triple H, Stephanie, Shane, if he's going to be back by then. <laughs> hey, and guess who just walked in the door here? Shane McMahon? <laughs> guess who, no, guess who just walked in the door? If you oh. You may or may not be correct. Ah, hey. <laughs> Hello. I've been joined live by Miss Beth. Hi, <laughs> hey. Help yourself to the water. Mm-hmm. I start mm-hmm. All right, oh, now man. you recently did a ring announcing gig the other day. How was that? It went very well. Um, I 
So when he debuted on Monday Night Raw from Italy, he announced his hometown as his father's hometown. Right. So, yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you get a chance to a pretty cute video. He talks about Battle Club Pro, his um, organization that he runs, and he talks about his time in WWE, how the Cobra was invented, um, why he had to retire from wrestling. So, Santino runs Battle Club Pro? In Canada. Oh. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I went to one of the shows a few weeks ago. Oh, no, he runs a Canadian outlet. It's more of a combination of pro wrestling, mixed martial arts, and judo. So he has his students who are studying pro wrestling actually do shows at the, at the gym there that he runs. So they get a feel of what it's like to be in front of a real audience. So he doesn't just let the students train and then go off on their own. He has them train and work right there so they can practice um, being in wrestling. But, yeah, you get a chance to see it. It's a really cool video. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, it is good to see Santino Morello so happy and healthy and, you know, loving it. And who knows? Maybe one day we will see him again in the WWE, Aww. whether it be in the ring or as a commentator. What's the matter? Oh, um, oh, I was looking. Oh, what you I was gonna say? Um, uh, this week they released the final group of uh, of the roster for WWE 2K18. So. Oh yeah, we have to we have to get to that in a second. But real quick, like before I forget. Uh, I want to issue congratulations to one of our former guests, Romeo Roselli. He tries to keep his personal life secret, but he recently put out an article in a magazine in which he became a father this year. Oh, congrats. Woohoo! Yep, he gave birth, his wife gave birth to a precious little baby boy, and he put out an article called How to Prevent the Dad Bod. So if you get a chance, you can check him out on his website, um, Giovanni Roselli, and see for himself. And he's going to be on the new show, Deuces, on HBO this Sunday, so be sure to check that out. But we want to issue our congratulations to him on becoming a new father. Um, the baby looks yes. so adorable. All right. Yes. I know you're excited about this, JC. WWE 2K18, the final roster, has been revealed. Go for it. Yeah, because it's... Okay, so um, just to let you know, WWE 2K18 officially comes out on October 17th. However, if you pre-order, you can get to play it four days early. Pre-ordered. Uh, anyway... Of course um, you did. <laughs> also, um, they have, like... Um, they have, like, certain editions. Oh, I already brought this up. Um, the, the latest one is like the special special edition called the Seen Seen Enough edition. You get some um cool stuff with it and some extra characters only available for it. Um, the extra characters that are going to be available for it, which was revealed um on Wednesday by IGN.com, um, WWE legends Batista and Rob Van Dam will be immediately available to players who pick the exclusive WWE 2K18 Seen Enough edition which pays tribute to the legendary 15-year career of John Cena. 
Okay. Um, players who ordered the up, the ordered the um, like the the deluxe edition. That's the one that I got. You get um, two playable character versions of WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. So that's with the pre-order. Now, on to the characters. Um, on Wednesday, they were, um, the host uh, for that show was Brizango. So they got to introduce the last grouping of the 40, last 47 characters in the game. So let's get started. We got, of course, we've got the New Day. So all three members, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ultimate Warrior Sting. Charlotte Flair, Enzo Mori, and of course Brizango. Um, and the others are Aiden English, Alicia Fox, Batista, of course Big E, Billy Kay, uh, Bo Dallas, Booker T, Charlotte Flair, Christian, Kurt Hawkins, Curtis Axel, Darren Young, Enzo Mori, which we mentioned before, Epico and Primo, um, Fan- oh yeah, and Fandango, Goldust, Grand Matalik. Uh, Heath Slater, Jack Gallagher, Gallagher, how's that? Jack Gallagher. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jack Gallagher. Roberts, yep. JBL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts, JBL, Cassius. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I had to do that. Um. <laughs> no way, Jose. Norm Dar, Peyton Royce. Uh. Rhino, Rich Swan, R-Truth, um, of course, remember, RV, RVD is part of the Seen Enough edition. Um, Shane McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Stephanie McMahon, um, Psycho Sid, Tatanka, um, Tasumi, Fujinami. I know, I just butchered it all the heck. Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> B. Brian Kendrick, Titus O'Neil, Trish Stratus, uh, Typhoon, Tyson Kidd. Um, we said Ultimate Warrior, and of course, Xavier Woods. Um, one, I'm surprised Tyson Kidd even made it to the to the roster, which I'm on, like, because we haven't seen him in a ring in a few years. Um, you know, since the well, I did see went, him um, drive into some, I did see him drive into SmackDown when I went to SmackDown last week. Right, but I mean, have we seen him in a ring though? That's what I'm saying. Oh um, no. So. You know, the nice addition of him being in the nice addition of him being in a um game, I was like, Yeah, we could put him with better with we could put him with uh Cesaro then went, uh Ain't he with Seamus? Awkward. Um Unless he's another addition to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing about this, oh, uh, is we didn't get there were some people that I was hoping that would have been part of the game, um, like uh, the Hardys. And I'm wondering if they made the cut, and if they di- or if they did, will they be downloadable or they be DLCs? I'm hoping and praying they'll be DLCs, man. That's right. What the Hardys weren't? Was that Hardy right there? Yes. <laughs> I guess he's upset too. As soon as I said the Hardy, he came around the corner and started talking. So, um, so yeah, Hardy, he pressed up. Was it? Yeah, no. Uh, Mustafa Ali, 
Oh, 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 I, there's something I got to talk about uh, since I brought his name up. Okay, you probably saw it on my um, on my Twitter feed. Okay, um, what's that dude's name on? Um, okay, a couple of months back, uh, he, Mustafa Ali got into this kind of Twitter feud with this guy named, um, I got to go back in my tweets and find it. Um, cause I commented on it earlier. Do 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 do. Uh, oh, he deleted. Oh, did he block me? Oh, he. Oh, 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 he deleted it. Oh, oh, you bastard. Anyway, um, I was about to say. That's all right. What did you? And it's quite all right because somebody else. Uh, hold up. Let me bring it up. Uh, okay, this wrestling called Mecca. Huh? Oh, wait a minute. I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Are you talking about the guy who's making... you talking about the guy who's making excuses about domestic violence? Yes. Him. Anyway. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the tweet he posted? Um... I gotta find it because I uh, oh here we go, I can go to my um one of my followers cause she posted it up because that's how I found out about it. Oh, she posted a screenshot and I'm so all over. She does screenshots. Um, I'll give her a shout out. She don't mind it. Smart Infested Waters. She's on um at Smart Infested on 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 Twitter. She brought it. She brought it up and she has it in her uh, feed and I kind of this is how I got involved in it. Um, basically, he put out this tweet that said, okay, a couple of tweets. He said, it's embarrassing. This is what he said, okay? It, it was Mecca Wolf 450. Okay. Apparently, he was on an episode of, um, it was either of 12, was it 205 or in the Cruiserweight Classic or something? And he, you know, he tried to milk that for what it's worth. But anyhow, he said, it's embarrassing how some females hide behind domestic violence to get attention, attention instead of admitting their own mistakes, while some are out there actually suffering and struggling with domestic violence on the daily. So. Uh. And now, listen, this dude has already been in the news, well, wrestling news, as being, as have somehow choked out his girlfriend. So he's already got this whole domestic violence thing all over him right now, and he makes a comment about that. And, again, it was one of the things that – this is the same dude that had an issue um, – I mean, that Mustafa had an issue with because apparently they met before, and, you know, they didn't get along apparently. So for him to actually post put that up, that was like, bro – no. So, but he yeah, needed to call kettle. So basically, right. the past week and a half to two weeks has been a huge bunch of people in the professional wrestling industry, whether at the national level or the independent level, forgetting that things that they post on social media are public and fans can see them, and they're basically showing their asses and showing what worthless 
viable human beings they truly are. And then right. on top of that, and then on top of that, um, you know, of course we know the story about Mia Yim, right? And then Charlotte came out with her own story. So for him to come around and say that, that just even makes it even worse. Not that it wasn't worse before, but you just dug it. It just sounds like something an abuser himself would say. Right, right. So so, um, apparently he deleted the tweet, but again, see, people... I've lost all respect for them. Hmm. Well, for the fact so, that Mustafa at least stood up to this guy and said something to him, yeah, props to him on that. But still, that guy, oh, for him to say something? Boy. Oh, hold up, hold up. I'm wondering if I got it blocked, too, because um, now, she's, cause now she shows it all, because I'm looking at the... um. I'm looking at my looking at my tweet, and he deleted the tweet. Of course, it was deleted. So, he realizes that by saying something like that, he just makes him more like a douchebag than anything else. Because he knows WWE is gonna take one look at that and be like, um, nope. nope. No, he didn't block me. He didn't block me. They didn't want him anyway. That's why he was. He was there for that. He was he was there for the classic, and he left. They didn't even sign his butt. He was on two hundred five live and NXT. Like they didn't want you anyway. <laughs> but I think I know who you're talking about, even, but I do not. I do. I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't want to acknowledge it. Right. Because I don't want to give that like, guy the kind of attention he's obviously hoarding for. Yeah, he's already got the attention he does. He he he's already he's already blocked people. He deleted the tweet and blocked people because I'm looking at the person that um. person going to do that. He blocked her. So it's like, bro, you put that stuff out there and everybody's gonna see it. And then you wanna and then you wanna corrupt victim after you just victim blame people with in domestic violence situations. Way to go, bro. Yeah, exactly. So, no, that is not my Yo! I'm sorry. I just no, what? Like, I just saw nothing, nothing. I'll wait until I, I until it becomes, I'll, I'll wait later to announce it. Okay, anyway, moving on. All right, that's fine. All right, well. Beth, you said, did you watch, uh, okay, did anybody here watch the premiere of Total Bellas? I didn't. I passed out. I did. All right. Why don't you give us a quick recap? All right. So it's after WrestleMania, and Nikki has now returned. Bree's pregnant. Um, Nikki decided that during Bree's pregnancy, during her time where she's not busy with appearances and on the road and stuff, that she's going to stay in Phoenix. John is supposed to stay with her. John ends up having things set up so that between that that point in time and WrestleMania, which is like a three-week period or something, he is filming three movies. He's going to be doing the Kids' Choice Awards, hosting the Kids' Choice Awards, and a few other commitments that are all really, really good things. How do we 
to literally blow up between Bree and John, and John. By the end of it, it's resolved. We also find out, and I'm not sure if they still are or not, but we find out that as of the taping of this, um, Mickey and Bree's brother JJ and his wife Lauren are were currently are currently separated. They're trying to get six months old. Um, honestly, overall, I thought it was really good. Bree did Bree did too, like you know, maternity things like she got a cast made of her belly and everything, and Mickey decided to follow along suit with her, which was rather hilarious. Is you know. They're complete, op- they're complete physical opposites now. I was actually really surprised because she definitely did a very good job of staying out of the limelight while she was pregnant because you actually end up seeing on the show just how round and full her face got during her pregnancy. <laughs> you could definitely tell the yeah. difference between Nikki and Bray. Yep, she's definitely pretty. But well, let's face it. Birdie is so cute. <laughs> but when she was going to do her maternity photo shoot, Daniel was just like, but I want this to just be for us. I don't want you putting that on. I want social media for everyone to see. She does the photo shoot. It's a couple of larger, of, of larger print shots from it. Gives to Daniel to hang in the home just for them. He ends up giving her permission to post the pictures on her social media if she wants. But has said which, as you as you guys can attest to, she has complied with. There are not 50 million pictures of floating around out there of the baby since she's been born. He says the only thing I don't want all over social media is her. I want her to have the chance to grow up normal and not be constantly in the spotlight because of being all over social media and everyone knowing who she is. Which you know. I can't say I blame it. No, I mean, that is true. There are some things that a parent want to be kept private, especially if you're in the limelight like that. So, I mean, Birdie has made an appearance a couple of times on YouTube because um, there are a few videos of her on there. But as far as, like, every other tweet being a picture of her, yeah, Bree's been actually been pretty good about that. All right, so it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, is this WrestleMania, this is after he proposed to Nikki? No, this is leading up to it because they are going to cover the proposal in the season this year. Oh, okay. All right, so. That, I was actually really surprised because they did a marathon yesterday of the first season of Total Bellas, and somehow I walked up the back first season was only six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was actually relatively short now that I think about it. It was like, it, though. It was like bing, bang, boom, total yeah. divas, huh? And I will, I will say, I will say, though, too, they did like their regular e-programming stuff, and then at 8 p.m., they showed season one, season finale, which featured the wedding of and Nikki's mom to John or Anitis and everything and at the end had the announcement of Brie and Daniel being pregnant. And then they led in, and then that basically just kind of segued into season two, which, you know, I, I 
see that. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of Total Bellas, but it sounds like maybe I will watch this season because I do want to see the drama between um, having the baby and, of course, what makes John change his mind to finally decide to ask Nikki to marry him. And how the hell did he get that rock without her knowing? <laughs> That's going to be interesting to see. All right, well, we're getting ready to wrap up the show here, but rather than do the normal thing, I'm going to hook Jeremy up one more time. I did promise I would play his promo. I'm going to play his promo, and then I'm going to play our outgoing music. So, JC, thanks for being on the show this week, and I will talk to you again next week, and I believe next week will be on No Mercy Predictions. Uh, when is it? Oh, uh, okay. Next week All right. I'll talk to you off the show. I'll take you off. I'll talk right. to you off the show. All right. Later. Bye. All right. I'll talk to you. All right. Later. All right. Here we go. Hey, Squared Circle Cafe fans. Jeremy Moses here. Every year, as you know, I do the walk and roll for the Spina Bifida Coalition of Cincinnati. Spina Bifida is something I'm very passionate about, having been born with it myself. Well, it's that time of year again. The annual walk and roll is on September 30th, 2017 at Miami Whitewater Forest in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm asking for your donations. You can go to the Squared Circle Cafe Facebook page. There's a link there. Click that link. Any amount will help. Any amount. $5, $10, whatever you feel like giving. Anything helps, and all contributions are 100% tax deductible. I sure hope to have your support September 30th with Walk and Roll for a Spine Buffet Coalition of Cincinnati. <laughs> 